Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life bucket list series. Over the next few weeks, I will be talking to some certified bucket list coaches about how they become a bucket list coach and the benefits of living a bucket list life. But our very first guest is the bucket list guy, the world's number one bucket list expert. As a self-appointed bucket listologist, Travis Bell helps people with their bucket list before it's too late. His unique life engagement message really wakes you up, stops Groundhog Days and helps you to experience more fulfillment. He says a bucket list is a tangible life plan where our business plan or career plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around. No one practices what they preach more than Trav. His crazy globetrotting adventures are contagious, hilarious and always fresh. He is the author of the best-selling book, The My Bucket List Blueprint, a TEDx thought leader, a certified speaking professional and is also the founder, CEO of Bucket List Coaches who are now on a mission to help 10 million bucket listers. Hi, Trav. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast bucket list series. Leanne, how are you? I'm stoked to be on. Oh, good, good. I'm really excited to talk about bucket listing today. But first, do you want to tell our listeners a bit about you and how you got to be the bucket list guy? Yes, a good question. I was, uh, someone actually called me the bucket list guy about 10 years ago. And I, before that, I was just Trav Bell. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, uh, I guess the background and what led me to become the bucket list guy was I, um, the first 20 years of my life, I was involved in the personal fitness training industry, founded and franchised a chain of personal training studios around Australia, nearly 2 million personal training sessions, uh, tens of thousands of clients and their family got motivated by our some 300 personal trainers that worked under that umbrella. I built that into a, a quite a big business, and uh, but things started to get on top of me, relationship things, business things started to get on top of me, and I said sort of lost the lost the passion to the point where I went through a, a mild when I say you know I went through depression but it was somewhat mild compared to what I hear especially right now hey um, somewhat mild but I was in a I was in a pretty dark place there for a while and out of you know during that time I found myself instead of going on like heavy antidepressants which I knew a lot of other people were and really living you know, kind of sleepwalking through their life and not really being themselves. I'm like, I, I don't want that kind of Band-Aid. So I found myself, I guess, um, going, trying to find out the psychology, the root cause of what I was going through. And so I found myself in personal development courses, learning NLP, learning positive psychology, learning all the stuff that we now teach as, you know, as bucket list coaches. And uh, I, you know, <laughs> I went to every, if you put on a seminar back then, I would have, I would have done it and run to the back of the room and bought that thing. And, you know, and, and so for probably one, two years, I actually did that and I went full on into it. And it wasn't until a friend of mine sort of at the, the tail end said, what, Trav, you're in these things every weekend. You spend a bunch of money. Why don't you teach this stuff? And it actually helped me after I dealt with a, you know, a few acute kind of issues in my own brain, my own psychology, it helped me actually compartmentalize what I was going through. Oh, that's right. I'm here to, I'm here to teach. And so, and I, 
and it probably justified how much I spent too. So I summed up the courage. I'd gotten over some certain issues, but I summed up the courage. I put on my own event, um, a, a three-hour seminar. And in that three-hour seminar, I started sharing um, all that I'd learned from my business history and also all the new you know, psychology tools and techniques and stuff that I'd applied to my own life and I, you know, hopefully package it all up for other people to use. I nearly had to pay the 40 people to come to my first event. Um, I was so scared, hey. And in that event, I started sharing my list to do before I die. I always had one written down since I was 18. A lot of people close to me didn't even know I had one. So I started sharing and it went from a crappy seminar to a not so crappy seminar when I started sharing because it really inspired people. And someone right at the end of it, Joe said, how's all this list to do before you die stuff? It's pumped pumped everyone up. Um, It's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy. And I went, like old moment. That night I went home and registered thebucketlistguy.com. I love it. It's a great story, isn't it? Because people do get inspired by the bucket list concept, but they always think, oh, okay, it's not till you die or not till something traumatic happens, isn't it? So to actually bring that into yeah. all your um, your trainings and that, that's an excellent idea. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, human beings are pretty stupid. Um, we need something traumatic or dramatic to happen to us or a loved one or even to get given a use-by date, just like the movie, a diagnosis as such, for us to wake up and then go start live our life. and. And it's funny when given that sort of news, people at, you know pivot on their priorities like straight away. You know, I'm I'm too busy. I'm you know I'm too busy being busy. People are so busy being busy that they forget about their bucket list until it's too late. You know, but it, we want to help people, and I've always wanted to help people really live a regret-free life rather than a regretful life. And unfortunately, you'd know this too, Leanne, that there's so many people that are just sleepwalking through their life, waiting for the perfect time or someday to come around. But, you know, I know that, that they're not going to change until something traumatic or dramatic happens to, uh, to them or a loved one. And that's when they'll wake up. And, and what we're trying to do as a global movement of, of bucket list coaches and, and what I've been doing for the last 10 years is to help them give them that, uh, wake up call before they get the real wake up call yeah it's definitely something I've seen a lot like even with my clients and even with people I talk to a lot of them they say bucket list isn't that when you die or when you have something traumatic and I said no it isn't it's something that I've actually been living for a long time I might not have actually said I'm living the bucket list life but I always have these goals or things I want to try things I want to you know challenges I want to take on but a lot of people don't yeah. even see that and they go oh oh maybe I should think about doing that it's intentional living. That's what it is. It's, 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 it's a decision around stop living by default, living by design. Stop just existing and start truly living. And it's not just about a bucket list. I mean, at the end of the day, the bucket list is kind of like the brand that we put over this filter to, to look at our lives through. But it's really about the, the basis of what, what I've always taught is based on positive psychology. Right, and that is um, performance psychology. That is to help people experience more. The goal of it is to help them be more present, be more grateful, identify the things that give them the individual more meaning, more purpose, and more fulfillment in their life. Now, we put this a cooler way of saying that is bucket list, if you ask me, and that's more tangible for people to get their heads around. But it's not it's not all the things. Um, it's not just all travel, which is what a lot of people biggest misconception of it is. 
Um, I did a TED talk a few years ago um, where I introduced and unpacked a concept called the My Bucket List Blueprint. And, and that was a 12-letter acronym for how to create a personally meaningful and holistic bucket list. And one of those letters, the T, stands for travel adventures. And see, travel for a lot of people's bucket list costs a lot of money, costs a lot of time. So, so for a lot of people, when it comes to bucket lists, it's quite a negative connotation because it costs so much money. I've got to have all this time in the world to do that. And I, yeah, I want to go to Machu Picchu, but I've got to, you know, I get two weeks off a year. I get four weeks off. How the hell am I going to put that together? I have to wait until retirement. What this process and what you teach now is all about helping people be happier now rather than waiting until later on. That's what it's all about. Instant. Well, I'm, I'm into instant gratification just as much as delayed gratification, you know, and, and we've got to have some tools, right? Because these tools are so important. And you know this now, Leanne, too. These tools are so important because the rate of depression, the rate of anxiety, um, the rate of suicides and youth suicides. And we've even got this thing called the loneliness epidemic now, which is a real thing. Google it. Um, these stats are climbing, all right? We've got to have honest, real tools to help people self-manage why they can. You know, and, and, and I've, again, even before having, um, you know, the, the bucket list coaches out, I've seen the lights go on for so many people over the last 10 years. And, and, and people who are in even worse situations than me, where they've, got, they've grabbed this bucket list concept and all the programs that we do, and then literally they were on, I know this is an extreme example, but they're on suicide watch. I've had people in my seminars who are going through depression on heavy antidepressants, some high-ranking people as well, people who are on suicide watch, and now they're not. Now they're living their life. Now they're off medication. And maybe right place, right time, sure. But the testimonials don't lie. It's pretty cool. And I love the fact that you guys are now getting these sort of testimonials, not just me now. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing too that I find talking to people that when you ask them, okay, oh, you're going on a holiday in 12 months' time and they get really excited about that, have that anticipation, I say, well, we can have that sort of feeling of anticipation every day. You don't have to wait for the big things, do you? Because you're talking about being a very holistic and fulfilling bucket list. It very doesn't have to so. be the big stuff. It's little things yeah. too, isn't it? It's totally, yeah. I call it a bucket list snowball effect. So it's, the, it's, it's what you're paying attention to that actually makes you happy. You know, instead of being the, the bucket list guy, I could have been called the happiness guy. This is really about identifying the things that make each individual happy and not comparing your list is bigger than mine or yours is more extreme than mine or yours is more expensive than mine. It doesn't matter. No judgment. The, the point being, it really helps you identify all those smaller things as well as the bigger things. And if you if you just purposely go out there and intentionally going out, going out there to to cross these achievement goals off it'll give you and you knock over a few small ones it'll it'll give you the momentum and motivation to smash through the bigger ones it really is it, it's about choosing life rather than just choosing but you know living by default and like i said it's a snowball effect once you once you pop you can't stop and it just keeps on going keeps on going 
Yeah, I love that. It's definitely something that I love to tell people. Look, just start with something small, just something little. And and even when you've got the bigger goals, like mine, one of mine is to do the half marathon. Yeah. You're just starting with one little goal. At first, I just wanted to run 5K and then you just keep adding to that. So sometimes if you do even have the bigger goals, just that first little step in taking action towards that goal, it's a huge thing to changing your life, isn't it? Yeah, well, I had a guy, I had a guy, his name was Cam, right? He came to one of my earlier events um, before we knew, knew each other, Leanne, and uh, this was years and years and years ago. I used to run a three and a half day training called the Bucket List Experience. And we do our 10 minute countdown and, and all that sort of thing. And it was absolutely awesome. And this, this um, a mate of mine, uh, Simon, uh, brought, his, brought his friend along called Cam. And uh, Cam, uh, 165, 170 kilogram guy. They're both bikies. And Cam comes in, he did, did not want to be there. He smoked, he drank, he was uh, uh, an alcoholic. Um, he was on heavy. He was on heavy antidepressants. Smoked every break that 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 he could. He just sat up the back, just going, "Oh God, I'm here just because Simon told me to be here." Anyway, take, get people to take action. Get people to take action. And here's Cam. He didn't didn't like what his job. Didn't like his job. He was single. The whole thing. Anyway, crossed arms pretty much for two and a half days, three days, and uh, and on the last day, I said, I just went up to him one on one. I said, "Mate, just do something." Just, just, just participate at some level. Just do it for me. Do it for Simon. Let's just do something. There's got to be something out of all the stuff that you've heard over the last few days. There's got to be something. He's like, all right, all right. I'll go out for a smoke and I'll do something. Come back in. He goes, all right, did it. You happy now? All right, what'd you do? He goes, I entered a 5K run. All right, bullshit. All right, all right. Yep, he did. All right, spot on. Congratulations for entering the run to the G. It was the run to the G, which is you run, you know, into the MCG. You see yourself on the big screen. Got the the the, the stadiums full of people, um, and you get the you know participation T-shirt, and you get the the big medal. Even if you've done the five k, it's really cool. So he's just going, oh, I'll enter. But something changed. His psychology changed that day. I could see a little twinkle in his eye. Anyway. He got into some training because like, I've entered anyway. I've committed anyway. So off he went and he started training. And uh, and and uh, I remember being there for the run for the G and I came. Uh, I, I actually had some personal training studios back then. He became a client as well. We trained him up for it. But he's still pissed off at the world, still drinking, you know, still on the anti, antidepressants. But he did train a little bit and lost a, lost a fair bit of weight in the initial stages. Ran to the G got the participation medal and there was his family were actually in the stand, you know, when he finished and he finished and he was proud as punch and he walked a little bit, he ran a little bit, but he finished. He had the, he had the t-shirt on, he had the medal, he's getting hopes from the family and you could see something starting to happen. That day he entered a 10K, did the 10K. That day that he, that he finished the 10K, entered a half marathon. Day that he finished the half marathon, entered a full marathon. Day that he'd done the, the full marathon, entered a half Ironman. Half Ironman, uh, sorry, Olympic distance triathlon, first triathlon, then a half Ironman. On the day of that, guess what? Full Ironman. Over the course of two years, he completely changed his life. He went to uh, no drinking. I think he still has a beer now and again, but lost... Uh, he went from 170 down to about 110, right? Got so much energy, smile on his face, 
off the smokes, off the drink, off the antidepressants about a, a third of the way through that journey, um, changed jobs, uh, started hanging around with fit people, a whole circle of influence uh, changed and um, became a fit person, um, entered Tough Mudder and Spartan Race and all these sorts of things. And I went to one of the proudest days of my life, Leanne, is when I went to the end of, I became a, a, a catcher. A catcher is someone that, that stands at the end, at about midnight, at the end of the Ironman um, for the people that are finishing. They run in with the glow sticks. They give them glow sticks and they're finishing their marathon, which is part of the Ironman finished with their marathon and incomes cam 15 minutes before cutoff, before midnight. So he'd gone all day, like from 6 a.m. start through to nearly midnight, and it nearly killed him. And he had, as a big guy, and he had bleeding down his inner thighs from chafing. He had blood nipples. He had, like, it was just, he looked like an absolute train wreck, but got in 15 minutes beforehand. His whole life had changed. He finished, he became an Iron Man. And uh, uh, it just, you know, that's why you, that's why we do what we do. And for me, I remember being there right when he first started that first 5K journey and talk about a snowball effect. You, you, you don't know what's – you don't – I call that a ripple effect. You know, that, that, that first – that getting over that hump, and that's what we do in the bucket list life plans, as you know, getting over that hump, making that commitment has such a ripple effect into other areas of life. His, business, his, his relationships changed, his health changed, um, his, his job changed, his income probably changed as well. Everything changes as a result of that commitment. And that's, what, that's what's really cool to see that ripple effect that happens as a result of these, you know, these commitments out there and shit, it's cool. And, uh, you know, and, and, and Cam, like the number one fan, he even went and got a guy to Mohawk at the time. He even went and got a Mohawk. And it was just, yeah, just right into it. So really, really cool. Yeah, it's amazing the stories you start hearing, isn't it? Like I, I've been talking to people about what I do and how it's changed my life. We're actually consciously making sure I'm doing bucket list items and having things on my bucket list and how it's changed my life. And then they start going, oh, well, I did this. And I love hearing these stories where just even completing one little thing and getting that belief yeah. in yourself, pushing yourself out of the comfort zone. Because, I mean, I've been talking a lot lately about comfort zone being a very painful place to be because yeah. you're not, you know, stepping out and, and improving yourself or growing. So it's amazing to hear these stories. Yeah, you know what? It, it, it's, it's all, it's, this is not about a bucket list. This is about how a person reverse engineers every aspect of their life in order to make this stuff come to fruition. It's about the growth of the person along the journey towards this, these pre you know, self-imposed destinations. But more importantly, it's about the person that exists on the other side, the person that we don't know yet. That's called our potential. And when a human being gets to experience more of their own potential, it puts a smile on their face. So I want people after listening and watching this to get curious about what they're truly made of. You know, like I said in the TED talk um, that I'm quoted for quite a bit, that people are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. People are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. Some people, not us, but some people that we may or may not know that, that just give up. And they go, this is my lot in life. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to, you know, just go with the time and, and, and I'm just here. And, but that's why depression is going up. 
That's why you've got to, human beings have to challenge themselves. They have to be getting outside their comfort zone. Like you said, they have to be experimenting with the boundaries. They get curious about what else you can do because that story that you've led yourself to believe up until this point is absolute bullshit. People are so much more than what they give themselves credit for. They really are, you know, and, and it depresses me that um, people don't, uh, people give up seeking that. And, and I love to sort of quote that Ray Kroc saying, if you're not green and growing, you're ripe and rotting. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're, waiting, aren't you? like you're waiting for retirement. You're just waiting to, to die basically because you're just not taking charge of your life. And if you're not growing, your life's got to be shrinking. It's got to be shrinking in. You're definitely not having that yeah. full life. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be like a Red Bull sponsored extreme base jumper here, kids. It, it's, it's, it's like, it's not about that. It's not about doing marathons and climbing big mountains and go to Machu Picchu. Be it, you know, like I can't, I'm the bucket list guy. I can't even travel in the middle of COVID. So, so I'm not doing most bucket list guy stuff, but there's so much more that I can do. And I'm doing five or six things at the moment purely because um, because I've got other outlets, I've got other things to focus on, not just about the travel, but I'll, what I've been saying to people lately, be a tourist in your own hometown first. Go and do the local things that you've been putting off. And, uh, and that gives, you know, or are you so busy being busy, you're so busy on your to-do list and not on your bucket list. So, you know, get around Leanne, get around, get around the programs because really what we're hearing is people love the fact that, that you, you're taking people out of their lives to work on their lives. You know, you're giving them that, 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 that precious time out to really go deep. And I think that's um, in our world of, you know, next, 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 um, we're, we're not creating the space to, to really th even contemplate this, let alone write it down, let alone action it. So just before we do end up, I'd just love to hear about some of your adventures to give people some inspiration about what you've actually done over your life because I know you've been doing it since at such a young age. And, yes, you've marked off big things like Machu Picchu, uh, a lot of those type of big things. But what's some of the other things that you've done? Well, I, I mean, I did. I, I, I went really specific, especially Machu Picchu. I wanted to be at Machu Picchu on the morning of my 40th birthday and I wanted to be there with Dad. And so I've, I've traveled, um, you know, I'm adopted. Now I grew up with um, my, my dad. He's a fitter and turner by trade, a wharfie. Um, the same job since he was 16 to retirement. Me, he's, he's adopted son, a serial entrepreneur. He still doesn't understand what the hell I do. Um, but that's not the point. The, the point be, being that we just spoke a different language growing up, if you know what I mean. It wasn't until... He and I actually did a trek because of I put it on my list to do before I die. We did a trek down in Tassie, saw the, the South Coast track, which is an amazing trek, and um, did that. And then, um, and then we started seeing a different side of each other. From there, that extended to going to base camp in Tibet, uh, Mount Everest base camp, which was just absolutely, yeah, absolutely amazing. So... Mount Everest Base Camp, him and I did that. Um, and we went with a full-on expedition team um, who went all the way to the summit. And going through Tibet was just absolutely amazing. We did Kilimanjaro in Africa and did a game drive with him and mum as well through Kruger National Park. Um, we did, yeah, Machu Picchu. We walked the Inca Trail. I took 
10, 15 others to do that and did the same with Kokoda. Uh, we did the Kokoda track and finished the day before Anzac Day, which was absolutely amazing. Did dawn service in um, Port Moresby, um, which was at the Bamana War Cemetery with 3,000 Aussie New Zealand like, headstones. Are at. Oh, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, all these adventures, I did I did a lot of that stuff with my dad and now we're best mates, you know, and you couldn't wish for anything else. And, uh, and then there's there's the crazy ones such as uh, I went to uh, Dusseldorf in Germany, which is very socks and sandals kind of kind of place. And I went to the Eurovision Song Contest final, Eurovision. And if anyone knows Eurovision, it's fucking nuts. And I think I was the only straight guy there. It was unbelievable. It was so much fun. Um, and then went to the Burning Man Festival as well. Put that on your bucket list, kids. That's not for the faint-hearted either. Um, the Burning Man Festival, which is um, in Black Rock City, Nevada, uh, it's a week of extreme expressionism. <laughs> you definitely find out your limits there. Through to a lot of the extreme stuff, you know, like a, a, my surfer. So I've surfed in big waves around the world and some pretty exotic locations and done an Ironman myself, done the base jumping and the no, – not base jumping. Shit. That's, that's, the base jumping is not on my bucket list. Bucket, and, and to go – Going like doing base jumping and also going to the top of Mount Everest. I've been to Mount Everest. I was so sick uh, through altitude sickness. I reckon if I took one step higher, I would have would have been gone. So I had uh, Mount Everest on my on my bucket list, um, but now it's been put on another list. So it's my on my bucket list. Fuck that! I don't I don't want to do that. So. <laughs> Uh, base jumping is on there too. So I'm, you'd like to think, oh, the bucket list guy is so extreme. No, I'm not. I, I, I'm not going to do that. Um, with a 25% uh, you know, death rate, no, I'm not going to do that. But I've done the skydiving and um, I do want to get my, uh, my solo skydive license. That's on my bucket list. I've uh, been a nude model for an art class and that was, that was extreme. Um, that was terrifying. And so... Why? I don't know. Just to experiment with the boundaries. Um, through to, you know, meeting people that I really admire, such as Sir Richard Branson and having lunch with Tim Ferriss. Um, you know, so there, there's some really cool things on the bucket list. A lot of it's, you know, I've got a lot of travel things on there. Um, I've got two more, two more to do on the seven natural wonders of the world. So I've still got Petra in Jordan and also Christ the Redeemer. I was meant to be in Brazil like like right now, actually, but because of COVID, uh, that's been postponed till next year. So still got those two. And then I've crossed off the seven wonders, seven man-made wonders of the world. Um, did the Colosseum last year, have done the Great Wall of China, uh, Machu Picchu, uh, Taj Mahal in India. That was just phenomenal. Um, I think that's nearly seven anyway, but uh, yeah. Uh, so there's lots of things, lots of things. Um, one of the things that I've got coming up is a stand up comedy gig. Yeah, it's amazing that the different things <laughs> that people have on their lists. Like, I, but I'm not you... telling before you ask, I'm not telling you where it's going to be or what. <laughs> Damn it, I probably can't get down into the restrictions anyway. So <laughs> I, I've got mates, I've got mates that would literally, I, I might have a five minute spot. 
but the Ogget mates that would literally travel from overseas just to be in the audience to heckle me. <laughs> Fair dinkum, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to tell too many people about that. Oh, no, I love it. And I do actually know I've run a couple of the bucket list uh, board workshops and I've had a couple of people say they, they'd love to do the stand-up comedy that's on their bucket list. And I'm going, really? That's actually on my bucket list. I don't want to do oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm a, uh, the TED Talk was on my bucket list, so I ticked that off in front of 2,000 people, TEDx Melbourne. Um, and becoming a CSP, which is a certified speaking professional, doing my first overseas gig as well was was on a but, um, you know, it, it, it's not about comparing mine against yours. Mm. It's not about comparing ours against each other. It's about the things that, that you know, it become a tangible why for why we get out of bed in the morning, you know, and, and that's what it's all about. You know, I say a bucket list is a tangible life plan where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around. You know, what we do for a living should produce two things and two things only. That's the cash flow and the time flow to allow us to go and do the things on our bucket list, right? And so double bonus, if you actually love what you do on a day-to-day basis and it's earning the money and the time, and um, that's, I think, the holy grail. Mm, exactly. And I also love the individuality of having the bucket list that people can have all sorts of things on there. Some years I'd love to do some, no way I'm ever doing them. And it's just, it's such an individual thing to create the person who you are or who you want to be because yeah. you've got this bucket list of things that you want to do that push you out of your comfort zone or just well, do something different. Well, I, you know, I did, I did this in a, in a company uh, not too long ago and there was five ladies that came together, all different levels in the company. Some knew each other better than others. And they came together um, to do, they wanted to do crocheting, crocheting classes together, like, because they wanted to, you know, learn, take it, take lessons and want to learn some new skills. I didn't ever know what the fuck crocheting was. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, cool, no judgment. I was like, all right, cool. And they make these quilts for charity and it was really cool. And, and so it doesn't matter. And I think that's, I think that's the, one of the biggest hurdles is people, are comparing their behind the scenes footage with someone else's highlights reel. Mm. You know, it's not about that. It's it's just about identifying the things and more importantly, writing these things down, creating the space to write these things down, get them out of your head, make them more conscious, make them more real. And if you write stuff down, if you write that stuff down, you've got a 42% more likelihood of them actually manifesting, of them actually turning up. So you might as well just write this stuff down to start off with. And then the world has a funny, funny way of making the how show itself. You know, only a matter of it's, it's all about at the start of this process, it's about identifying the what and the why, but don't worry about the how. The universe has a funny way of making the how appeal. So but people need to do your courses. They need to do the programs because they've just got to get that coaching around this. They need to get in a space where they can take time out of their life to work on their life. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, Trav, thank you so much for being a guest on the Ignite Your Life podcast. I've loved talking to you and talking about bucket lists because, yes, I'm a bucket list coach and I just love doing that. And I love telling people. Love having you on board. <laughs> I say, yes, it is a real thing. We're out there. So we're all over the world. Tw- what, 22 countries now, I think. 22 countries. I think we're about to open in three more countries. Yeah, we're even, we've even got bucket list coaches, as you know, like in Finland and Chile and these where if you actually translate the word bucket list, it makes no sense at all, but they still get the philosophy. They can still get the life philosophy that we're, that we're imparting out there in the world. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on. 
My pleasure. Ignited, I feel so privileged to have met Travis Bell and become one of his certified bucket list coaches. His bucket list philosophy and blueprint is changing lives. If you want to know more about Trav, go to www.thebucketlistguy.com. And to change your life around and stop sleepwalking through life, go to my website, www.leanneblaney.com.